Hello, my name's Aoife. I'm reporting for TXF. We're on site at the TXF Geneva Conference, and I'm here with Amici Adedra. Um, would you just like to introduce yourself and tell me a bit about what you do? Sure, Aoife, thanks. So, Amici Adedra, part of the team at Kibera Capital, covering the structuring and investments of some of our opportunities. Kibera is a relatively new, been going for just under two years now, asset management and advisory firm, so focusing on frontier and emerging markets, uh, mid-market corporates, real economy sectors, so across energy metals, agriculture primarily, all sorts of solutions we look at from the advisory side of the business. We're looking at M&A, debt, equity, securitization as well, and a large focus on green and sustainable investments or advisory. And on the asset management side, which is primarily where my focus is, we have just launched our trade finance fund as of a few months ago, and we'll look to grow into other private credit funds over the coming years. Okay, great. Thank you for that. First of all, what are the most prevalent trends and opportunities that you're seeing in the market at the moment? Sure. So I think one of the key ones that we've been seeing for a number of years is banks rationalizing their client portfolios, particularly in the mid-market space, the traders, producers, players along the value chain who have an equity of sub $25 million, in some cases sub $50 million, who, are, who have been exited or the right lines have been rationalized. So there's a large gap, and I think the uh, ADB, so the Asian Development Bank, has done a study last year, but also this year, a few days ago, uh, just re-emphasizing the trade finance gap being uh, 1.5 trillion, which again I think is somewhat larger, but it's ballpark there. So from a fund perspective, it creates a lot of opportunity uh, to provide financing to those uh, corporates who do have established track records, are functioning well, but for various reasons don't fit uh, the traditional bank portfolio. But also another one we've been seeing a lot is larger corporates looking to diversify their sources of funding not necessarily going into the capital markets, but rather using alternate financiers, people like Kibera and our peer group, both for the trade finance, but also for some of their longer term debt requirements. So really tapping this as a true alternative rather than a, a lender of last resort, which historically was perhaps the position that some of the earlier funds were looking at. Okay, thank you. And then in opposition, what are the biggest headwinds you're facing at the moment? Is there anything that's uh, keeping you awake at night? Not particularly. I think headwinds, I think in the last 12 months, we've seen on the fund side, a couple of the funds have certain issues. Again, there's always market sound as to why and what happened. No one ever really knows, um, which has led to some investor withdrawal, particularly from Asia, Korea. However, I think it's also a sign of market uh, maturity. The earlier players who came into the trade finance fund space, you know, started five, seven, ten years ago in some instances, have really set the tone and grown and, you know, in, in the most part done really well. But I think as, as you set up a new asset class, particularly for a new investor base, you do face market corrections, um, learning along the line, and I think we've seen a lot of that in the last 12 months. So I think one of the key headwinds, although not strictly a headwind, is investors going into trade finance, um, particularly institutional, are now you know, asking and doing further due diligence 
um, which I think is a, a positive sign because for them to enter the asset class, they really do need to understand what they're getting into. So no, that's, uh, I guess, one of the challenges that we see. And um, with trade funds retreating, are you seeing a clear gap in the market to fill? Absolutely. So I think there's not enough trade funds in the market at, at the moment, particularly if I refer back to the 1.5 trillion gap. Uh, I think there's space for a lot more, and I think it benefits the market if more enter. I think the ones retreating, it's happened, but also it's you know put light on that asset class, not necessarily solely in a bad way. So I think you'll see more and more funds cropping up. I think this year there's been a number of others all targeting really their areas of strengths, uh, you know, be it geography, be it product structure, be it, you know, coming in as a mez tranche to a bank debt and, and so on. So I think everyone's finding their pocket of a speciality and in going into it. And similarly at Kibera, that's what we've tried to build our strategy around is around the strength of the team and what we know well. Do you recycle your loans and sell them onto a secondary market at all? We do actively, I mean, what we call active portfolio management, which does involve secondary or private placement, mm -hmm. primarily for two reasons. One is by background, I used to be part of the HSBC's secondary distribution team for EMEA, distributing quite a lot of trade finance assets um, in the billions. So that's something that by DNA is something that we look at, but also as a fund manager to you know, really fulfill your fiduciary responsibility of optimizing returns uh, for your investors. I think one has to actively manage their book and be it secondary trading, co-financing, risk participations, you know, various formats. It's something that we do do and uh, work quite closely with some of the other funds, uh, both trade finance and otherwise. Um, and in terms of uh, the more risky countries, which risk profiles are you doing the most lending in at the moment? Sure. So for us, we are a emerging market focused firm. For us, that primarily equates to Africa, I mean, a large continent, but selectively targeting markets where we can operate, uh, Middle East and Southeast Asia. Uh, we do have activities in CIS and other regions mm -hmm. uh, as well, but that's really our focus area. For us, we slightly different perspective on risk uh, relative to how a bank would look at it. For us, because we're financing primarily commodities or real economy assets or goods, it means that for us, we're really looking at something as strategic to that market. You know, is a country, regardless of its geopolitical situation, going to renege on a cargo of rice or a cargo of oil or something essential that is the lifeblood of the economy? So as part of our risk analysis, we do look at that. So you know, shipping coffee into Ethiopia probably isn't the smartest thing to do given how much they produce. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really our approach to country risk is rather than by going down the traditional, oh, it's investment grade, sub-investment grade, uh, this is what the you know, MSCI puts it as, is much more following our corporates to see actually can they manage the country risk because really primarily you're lending to a corporate, not a country. Mm -hmm. How do they navigate it? How do they manage it? Uh, you know, currency convertibility, all, all sorts of aspects. And then we sort of follow that principle rather than the top down of country and lower. Okay. For us, uh, you know, markets, Zambia, Mozambique, uh, DRC even, are not ones that we shirk at, but also not ones that we necessarily run head 
uh, first into. Okay, thank you. Well, it's been absolutely brilliant uh, speaking to you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thank you so much.